Welcome to the Outwork in America Radio. Our Happy New Year 2023. I'm Steve Bose. I'm joined by Trish McFarland. Trish, how are you? I'm good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. How about this? Doing a live show for the first time in many years. I'm excited. You know what? It's very exciting. I think we should do these at least once a quarter. What? Okay. I know, I'll right? I'll check the notes on that. I think it would be fun. But today is a special day. We've done we've done the show around the Tournament of Roses Parade, which is, you know, is my lifelong favorite thing in the world. Still haven't gotten there. You and I have talked about it. One year we are going to broadcast live from the parade. But today we're going to broadcast live while watching the parade. That's it's a, a step ahead. You know, I'm excited about that. I'm excited to be here. It's It's a weird kind of a New Year's Day. I was a little disappointed, I must tell you, that the parade was not on January 1st, which was yesterday as we record this. You know, I was thinking about that, too, and it's not just the parade. It's the college games, which you expect to be on the 1st. And I think the NFL should have stepped aside on that. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's probably true. I think the traditions of of New Year's Day and college football, they they sort of predate, right, uh, NFL football, which has kind of taken I over the world so. here, or taken over our country anyway, that's right. at that's least right. in the wintertime. But uh, I guess that's a story for another day. Trish, we should thank our friends at Paychex, of course. Uh, this episode of At Work America is sponsored by our friends at Paychex, uh, one of the leading providers of HR, payroll, retirement, and insurance solutions for businesses of all sizes. The real key here is Paychex has so many uh, year-end, year-begin trips, resources, uh, advice, just everything you need to get your business sort of finish out the paperwork and the the bookkeeping and the accounting you need to do for 2022, get uh, all the taxes taken care of, et cetera, et cetera, and start 2023 on a good note. Please visit paychecks.com slash A-W-I-A for more information, resources, et cetera, et cetera. And thanks to our friends at Paychecks because they're awesome. That's right. We're so glad to have their support. And, you know, even though you can't see us, um, we have our paychecks cups here. You've got your paychecks hat on. It's it's really good. We want to support our uh, our supporters. Yes, we do. Trish, uh, so tell me about the parade a little bit. For why for folks who are new to the show, we've been doing this show a long time. Trish, I imagine there are folks listening to the show who will listen to it uh, back on replay who are not aware of uh, uh, your affinity. I guess uh, I'll say to the Rose Parade. Maybe maybe tell us a little bit about that. I, you know, I don't even know how it started, but I was really really tiny child, and I just always watched it with my mom. And eventually, when my sister was born, we'd watch it with her too. And it's been one of those things. I, I obviously the parade floats are beautiful, right? But then as I got older, started researching how they're made. I always had this dream though of being like the the queen of the Rose Parade, which. As I learned, you have to is live that a in, thing? it is, and you have to live in Pasadena area, I believe, to get that. But so I couldn't do that. But anyway, it always I still do have the dream to go to the parade live and in person. I will do that one day. And then also, I would love to volunteer to work on a float at some point. So okay. I may need to take a sabbatical from work some year in like November, December at some point and go out to Pasadena and work on the floats, which I think is fascinating. Um, actually, right now, I'm going to interrupt. For anyone who is listening, you can, A, call in. We've tweeted out the phone number um, to do that if you want to talk to us live about the new year or about the parade as you watch. Um, but we are also going to give some commentary on the floats that are going by, and it's starting right now. We have the very first float, American Honda, which is the opening show float featuring Fitz and the Tantrums. Are you familiar with Fitz and the Tantrums? I, I, I've heard of them. I'm not sure They've which one is Fitz, and I don't know. 
the difference between fits and the other the tantrums and themselves. The other but... tantrums. <laughs> They've been around for a long time, and it's actually a really colorful float. Um, you want to talk about the theme here and maybe what this float looks like? Uh, yeah. So I sat down to record this show, uh, Trish, and you uh, very graciously handed me the most extensive set of show notes <laughs> in the history of this podcast of 13 plus years, uh, listing all the floats and all the details about the, the parade. Uh, if I've got this right, though, the theme, the overall theme of the parade is called Turning the Corner. Okay. That's right. And uh, the parade this year features 21 marching bands. It's about 80 floats, it looks like. It is. It's about 80 total floats. And uh, entries from around the world, including Italy, Japan, Mexico, Panama, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I I, I like how the the parade lists the the global nature of the parade by listing countries like Italy, Japan, Mexico. Then it lists states out like Utah and West Virginia. Like they're different states. Country. Can I just add? I spent you know, some time in West Virginia. That's kind of a different place. We're, a different story. <laughs> we're going to be doing this show for an hour today, and the parade will what? go on long after that. But I don't know if it'll even get to it. But you now reside in Illinois. I live in Illinois, and there is actually a Land parade, a parade float coming up later called Enjoy Illinois. So, well, anyway. that, that's pretty exciting, Trish. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, so the parade. The, a lot of people don't like parades, by the way. Really? Yeah. I, I, who, who? Who doesn't like parades, Steve? No, I'm, okay, like, where you grew up, did, were there parades in New Jersey? Is that something you all went to or no? Yeah, no. No? No, not really. I mean, here well, in the Midwest, we do. I guess I'd say this. I grew up fairly near to New York City. So if you okay. wanted to go catch a proper, parade, a proper parade, that's what you would okay. do. Yeah, you'd get on the train, you'd go over to Manhattan, where you, yeah, there were many, many parades, and, and maybe there was a little bit of parade overkill, you know, perhaps, in, in Manhattan, because you've got uh, the Thanksgiving Day Parade, which is the big one there. I think they do a Christmas parade, perhaps, but there was St. Patrick's Day was a very big event in New York City for, and a parade associated with it. There was a Columbus Day Parade, I believe, for a very long time. Right. Uh, I, there's probably a few others I'm not thinking of, but yeah, parades in New York City were certainly a big deal. Yeah. I, here in the Midwest, it's every small town has a parade at least once a year, if not more. So, but, but parades here are different, right? It's obviously small town floats put on by your local chamber of commerce and maybe, you know, a sports team or two and, and maybe a local business or exercise facility, something like that. But they always threw out candy. So yeah. I, th- I mean, that's really where the, the Rose Parade could amp it up a little bit by throwing out candy. But I, I don't think they want the crowds to, like, you know, encroach on the on the parade route. I would imagine. Yeah, probably not. And I think I think we we've we've talked about this parade a lot over the years. And in the last few years, I'm not sure exactly what happened last year, Trish, but I know there were a couple of years where um, COVID impacted the parade, right? So maybe they didn't have it one year, and then they didn't allow any spectators. Perhaps the next year. That's true. So actually, uh, 2021 was canceled. Last year was a combination of the 2021-2022 parade, um, and it was called Dream, Believe, and Achieve. So okay. I think it's interesting. Um, I mean, that that tells you, like, people were still sort of aspirational after two years of, of pandemic, and now tr- people are truly saying we're turning the corner. I mean, just from, you know, you and I talk a lot about work and workplaces. Um, I don't know about you listening to in all the jobs information, the economy. 
would you say that that we're now truly from a work perspective turning the corner on this pandemic or what do you yeah general take for 2023 i'd say so it's been pretty one of the um one of the sets of data points i follow pretty regularly and i believe they put out presentations and, and reports monthly which is uh comes out of stanford it's the wfh research kind of group out right. of stanford and it's uh, stanford work from work from home and uh what their data has been showing over the last, I would say, several months is that uh, work from home and transit patterns and office occupancy patterns, things, some of the data points you would look at, try to understand uh, how workplaces have adapted, say, to post-pandemic life, uh, most of them are stabilizing. Right. So obviously, Ray, at the beginning of the pandemic, work from home shot up, office utilization shot way down, things like that. Uh, mass transit in big cities, right, that rely, that where workers rely on public transportation quite commonly, right, to get to and from work, uh, that plummeted right at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, anyway, most of those figures that you would look at to try to determine um, the prevalence or the persistence of post-pandemic uh, adjustments, right, are all stabilized. So, like, things like working from home is stabilized at about, let's call it 35%, right, of time spent. Uh, right. Uh, mass transit utilization has come come back, hasn't come all the way back, but it's stabilized at, say, let's call it 80% of what it was prior to the pandemic, those kinds of things. So, yeah, I do think by now, right, as we enter 2023, most organizations have definitely um, have at least determined for now, right, what post-pandemic work and in, in, in their organizations are, are meant to be like and are, are now going to try to move forward. And, and what's still kind of an uncertain time, though, right? Like, we're not completely over COVID, uh, right. certainly as, as a global society, certainly here in America. And uh, so organizations still have to navigate some of that. Okay, what do we got here, Trish? Uh, uh, going back to the parade coverage. Yeah, right? back a little bit to the parade. So here we have the United States Marine Corps Mounted Color Guard. I love that. Um, they are actually have been part of this parade, I believe, since the inception. And uh, if you don't know, I mean, there are quite a few Marine bases still in the California uh, you know, state of California in that area, and the big one being Camp Pendleton, so a big Marine Corps training facility there. But their their band and their mounted color guard actually travel the world representing, you know, the United States Marine Corps. Um, shout out to my ex-husband Dan McFarlane um, and to some of our friends. We have Tammy Colson, who's a former Marine, right? Um, lots of family members of mine are Marines, and so I, I said former Marine. That's not even correct. Once a Marine, always Is a Marine. Is that how it works? Sort of okay. how it works. But, um, yeah, you know, they would argue the toughest uh, branch of the armed forces to get into. They have a 12-week program and a crucible. But at any rate, the uh, this Color Guard and the Marine Corps band that travels is a very elite band and Color Guard to be part of. So really nice to see them right at the beginning of the parade kind of yeah. helping kick it off. They look sharp. Uh, the Marines have the best uniforms. Don't they? Yeah, they look good. They do. They do. The other interesting thing about the Marines compared to some of the other branches, I'm told, is that everyone there is actually trained to be a sharpshooter. Even if you are in the band, even if you are color guards, whatever uh, job you do in the Marine Corps, everyone is a trained shooter. Yeah, and, and curiously enough, everyone who's worked on this podcast over the years also as well. trained as a sharpshooter. A sharpshooter. That's a little <laughs> known fact about, this, about our our. our our staff here. That's true. Hey, w before we get back to kind of the work commentary, why don't you go ahead and, and tell us a little bit about this float. This is the Extraordinaire Trophy winner, in fact. Okay. So, yeah, this is uh, Cal Poly University. Uh, they have participated in this parade since 1949. 
And uh, their theme is The Road to Reclamation, uh, encouraging a deeper look at nature and how the end of one phase of life can bring the opportunity for the next. I dig that. I'm a big nature show guy. Are you? Yeah, David Attenborough fan myself. Oh, my gosh. I've watched, what is that, on Netflix, I think. His his latest sort of installment is on Netflix. It's wonderful. Yeah, he's all over. So I I dig this. It looks pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, shout out to Cal Poly. Yeah, I'm always fascinated. Like, this one has, uh, looks like a ton of snails of all different sizes, mushrooms and whatnot. Really, if, you, if you're not familiar with the parade, one of the other really cool features about it is that every single thing on these floats has to be not just a flower, but a grain or something natural. So what you're seeing is, you know, other than the electronics underneath, is all natural materials, which I'm, I'm always fascinated by. Yeah, this is Wow, there's so much going on here in this parade. Brookwood Bronco Marching Band. I dig that. Wow, so this is pretty cool. I think, I think these parades are pretty cool because they've given, they do give like smaller uh, either high schools or small, this is a high school, right? It is, yes. Giving these smaller uh, places an opportunity to shine on a national stage. This is like a, Brookwood is a high school in Georgia. And now they're like have their moment in the, in the literal and figurative sun here at That's the Rose right. Parade. That's, That's right. pretty nice. It is nice. And you know what? When I lived in O'Fallon, Illinois, we, that was something our uh, band really you know, strove to be part of. They were a part of this, I believe, two years. Uh, it was right before the pandemic, two years in a row. And it's, it's a big deal. Uh, these bands have to raise funds for many years to be able to afford to send. I mean, this is a large band. I don't have the count on it. And looks like we're going to commercial there. But anyway, the, so, yeah, any of the high school bands you see, um, a lot of work goes into that both by the students and the parents to try and raise money to get them out to Pasadena for the uh, event. Yeah. Trish, while we're sort of uh, taking a little parade coverage uh, break, uh, I read this this morning or perhaps yesterday, uh, Trish, of words that should be banished. This is a piece I read in NPR. Words and phrases that maybe we should put away, put aside, leave back in 2022. I, I have the top one? 10 here, the full list of, of quote-unquote banished words for 2022. So, yeah, if you want to take a guess at some of these. Please, please, quiet quitting. Quiet quitting was number three. Ugh. Yeah. The, it is such a fake You're thing. tired of quiet quitting? <laughs> I'm tired of quiet quitting. Okay. How about, how about loud staying? Can we get that one going? How about I'm here, I'm working, and I'm tired of bitching, right? <laughs> I'm just here to work. I'm here to do a good job. Loud staying. Yeah, maybe no? not as catchy. And <laughs> I'm not sure if t- the TikTokers no? are going to embrace that one as much as... Uh, Come on, Gen X. Let's bring that one into being. Quite quitting. Uh, I, read a, I read a really long Gen Z piece uh, this morning as well. Um, and actually a millennial piece too. I was kind of focusing on... Uh, uh, kind of the gener- generational kind of um, workplace themes. Right. I still think it's a theme. Like I, I don't, I, I've always thought it was probably a valid thing to talk about generations in the workplace and, and try to understand on, in broad strokes right. how different generations are approaching things like work and their lives. I, I think it's kind of a valid thing to look at. I didn't for the longest time. I have to tell you, when I was actually working in HR day-to-day, it would be annoying because I'm thinking we need to focus on what's best for everyone, right, and how we can all – I felt like it was a way to divide everyone further. And now with more just growth and perspective, it is a valid point. You do need to focus on what some of those differences are. Mm -hmm. But then maybe the next step is to just really then figure out how do you bring people together. Um, And and it really would give – Right now, for example, the millennials, Gen Z, um, 
give them more of a voice in 2023 in your organization, right? Figure out how they can start helping shape and mold the direction of your company. I think these things are very valid. Yeah, and and millennials are the largest cohort in the workforce for Mm -hmm. most organizations now. Gen Z is entering the workforce really, you know, in a a significant way starting the last year or two and, and going forward. And yeah, the one piece I read was kind of a first person essay from a millennial who had just turned 40, right? So wow. we can't really kind of inter- think about millennials necessarily <laughs> not as new. young kids anymore, no, right? So this is a 40-year-old. And when it, I'll just throw this out there, and then I'll maybe talk about a couple more of the, the bash words. One of the really interesting things in this essay I read from this 40-year-old millennial was that uh, this generation was uh, maybe the first big one that had forestalled things like household formation, marriage, and having their first children or first couple of children, right? They waited right. till later, right? Sure. And until and, and they were older. And that, uh, that makes it, that's a difference, right? It's, there's a big difference from being like a 42 year old with two kids under the age of four, right? Then say maybe a 30 year old with two kids under the age of four, that prior generations was, oh, was right. very common, right? Certainly in this Absolutely. country. Absolutely. I'll give you a couple more words, Trish, banned for this year. Uh, and then we'll, we can talk some more parade, uh, Inflection points, Trish. Inflection points. Let's ban that one. Yes, I agree. And there, we're done. With, that was like ten years ago. A big thing. How is that one still hanging on? Yeah. Inflection uh, point. Gaslighting. Although that was one organization uh, made that the word of the year. It is the but, word of the uh, year. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. This organization wants to ban gaslighting in 2023. I use it too much in regular conversation, so I think that's that's how you know it's time to get for it to go. Yeah, right? and then I'll, a couple more. Uh, moving forward, these are kind of corporate buzzwordy right. things. Moving forward, does that make sense? Asking over and over again after you say something, mm-hmm. after you make a statement, then asking someone if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, is And finally, I'll give you this last one. It is what it is, which I never liked either. I hate it, and I actually say that. Yeah, I've probably said some of these too. But, how do we, uh, how do we retrain ourselves to like not say them? Did they give us any alternatives? Because... I, you know, I'm not trying to, pro- maybe that's what we'll do on the next show, the next vlog. We're going to try to come up with some alternatives. But for me, like I said, for, you know, for quiet quitting, it's loud saying. So we need to come up with some other, some other phrases that we could say instead of these things. Right. Yeah. Are you a person that does like, a, I, I have a theme for the year or a personal word of the year or phrase and you do, you do that little exercise? Well, I do. It, it, traditionally and for the last at least 15 years has always been whatever the parade theme is. Oh, the Rose Parade, parade theme. They're amazing. I mean, once in a while you'll get one like hats off to entertainment or something <laughs> that does hats off to entertainment for the year. Right. But no, it's, it's always, you know, to do with either dreams or building or making a difference, success. There's always some sort of note there. So, and I, I do like this year's turning the corner. I feel like that is, both in personal and professional life, something to really try and celebrate. Yeah, I can, I can see in your notes there, you've got some of the prior year themes. Is there any one or two from the last few years that really stand out? You know, I, one of them, this was 2003, actually. It was, uh, it was children's dreams, wishes, and imagination. But what I took away from that one, I remember, and again, this was, I think, back to, you know, 2003. My gosh, I was becoming a parent Okay. Um, so that one was really important to me about just trying to think about, um, am I living my own dreams? Am I following and being a more imaginative person? And that's really when, when my kids were born was when I started getting involved, you know, a few years later in social media and really trying to push that. So that was a big one for me, I think. 
Um, I don't know if there's any for you. You can kind of see the last, at least. Well, you know what's really interesting about this list? So? You've got the full list on here. It goes back, I don't know, oh, back 80, 90 the, years or something yeah, like that, maybe even more. Like how, how we've kind of changed as a society somewhat, right? And you can right. look at it as a reflection in uh, uh, some of these titles, things like, like you go back to the 40s and the 30s, you see things like Romance in Flowers, Our Golden <laughs> West, you know. Right, right. Uh, we're in it to win. That was during World War II. Patriotism. That's a world during World War One, 1918, right. right? And then it's changed a little bit and become a little bit more um, aspirational, perhaps, and a little bit more inspirational too, right? In, in closer years, finding your adventure. That's a I like that one a lot. Yeah. Find your adventure. That was important too. That reminded me of like choose your own adventure. Oh, I, I see the one I like the best. Here it is, okay. 1998. Having fun, and I like this one because it's <laughs> it's 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 H A V apostrophe N. Having fun. Having and fun. It, and then it's fun with an exclamation. Maybe that should be your theme for this year. I think I'm hey, adopting having fun. I'm adopting having fun. Yeah. Not okay. having fun. Having fun. Hey, listen. I know we want to want to shout out this one. We've got the Catalina Foothills Falcon Band from Tucson, Arizona. I wonder if they drove. Is that far, Tucson, Arizona, to Pasadena? They might. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Do all the bands drive? I'm not even sure. Do we fly? How do we get there? I'm guessing the equipment probably comes in a bus or a truck yeah. of some kind, right? It's a lot of uh, a lot of tubas and trombones to move from one yeah. place to another. Okay, I, I like this next float up. It is the Judges Trophy Award winner for most outstanding float design and dramatic impact. It is by Western Asset called Welcome to the Jungle. Um, they are actually, uh, it says headquartered on Colorado Boulevard. They are in California. It is their 15th parade um, participation. And this is a 55-foot-long float, uh, which reminds you how lives are all connected in a beautiful and complex ecosystem with growth and change. But really beautiful. Um, oh, you know what? Oh, my gosh. What are those called? Anthurium. Those are anthurium flowers okay. all over the I'll, face of that float. I'll accept that. I I'm not and they're, they're from Hawaii. Have you seen those before? They're, they almost feel plastic when you touch them in, yeah. in real life. I got to get out more, real, probably. I'm not, I'm not familiar. Did you know I worked at a florist when I was uh, about 18 and 19 years old? I believe I've heard that story yeah. once or twice. Yeah. yeah. Which is interesting. That's why I, I, for many years, have disliked when people give roses, because I felt like if somebody goes and gives you roses, unless they're a different color than red, then maybe there's some thought there. But men always ran in at the last minute on Valentine's Day and just got a box of red roses, which I thought was really cheesy. So anyway, I'm a, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm a fan of the yellow rose, Trish. That's the one I go for. Oh, that's a nice one. That means friendship. Means a lot, Trish. Means a lot. It means a lot. I love it. I love it. Hey, now we have some of, uh, some of the horses. There are a lot of horses and horse riding associations in the parade. Um, it, it really shows the culture of the country coming together here in Pasadena every year. This particular group is the Spirit of the West Riders. And uh, I don't know, how many would you say there? Maybe 10 or so horseback riders? Maybe 10 or 15? Yeah, about that. Like that. About that. Yeah. So good to see them there. They're all dressed in traditional clothing. Interesting. It, I will say this. It looks like an absolute – I didn't check the weather forecast for this parade. It looks like an absolutely beautiful day in Southern California, which it's maybe a, is kind of every day know, there. But some people in coats, though. I don't know. Oh, that's a pretty band. Look at their outfits. Rosemont High School Marching Band from Rosemont, Minnesota. 
I think they were anticipating uh, the cold. I have to tell you, though, the one fun thing for me always is watching sort of the aerial view from the, where they go in front of the judges, which is what they're doing right now. Oh, I see. And okay. that turn, you know, a band can make that turn pretty well, right? They practice those formations. But to see yeah. some of those really, really long floats try and make that turn, um, there have been a few times where it's almost, like it almost gets stuck <laughs> so big. So you have to have some really careful planning and a really excellent driver. I, you do. Yeah, you do. I, I, it's certainly something that uh, it takes a skilled uh, operator to, to manage the, uh, it does. the nuances it does. of the parade route. Right. I wonder how long the parade route is. Are you familiar at all with that? Like, like the we're watching the Rosemount uh, High School uh, marching band here I, from Rosemount, Minnesota. Are we talking miles and miles they I have know, to march? No, I think it's just like a mile. I will look that up while we're talking. I feel like that's a long walk with like, you know, carrying your instrument, banging on the drum, wearing that big hat. Oh, you know what? I'm way off. It is 5.5 miles. Wow. That's quite that the walk. Long way, right? I don't know. They, you know, they just, honestly, they train for this for so I long. Hope there's like, I hope honor. there's like a Starbucks or a Dunkin' Donuts like halfway <laughs> along the way. It's I, not like I, a marathon. I think I need right? that in the morning. Well, and you know what? There's the one judging area, and then there are certain areas. So uh, what I do know about the parade route is that anyone can go and watch the parade for free. You can set up your lawn chair or whatever you want to do, right, and watch that. But people line up for days for this thing, right? They have tents. But there are tickets in the stands. There are stands, that are like bleachers. Oh, wow. Okay. Where you can purchase. Like, but those go on sale actually right now, like this coming week. Should those we buy our tickets for next, next year? year. Should we just yeah, buy? It's a, you have to plan. Really, I actually to- like I think it's better for us to talk every year like we're going to go and actually not ever go. <laughs> that's more fun for me than actually you know, going. I, someone was asking about this, and I said, that's going to be on my, my tombstone someday. Like, always wanted to go to the Rose Parade, but never made it. Like, that's really what it's going to be. Yeah. I got close one year. I, I don't know. It's been about 30 years ago. I was in Southern California, and I moved out there on New Year's Day, and I wanted to go so badly and didn't get to go. Hmm. So, anyway. That seems like a myth. Uh, Trish, we're, <laughs> while we're on a break from the parade, I'll give you another uh, kind of workplace uh, item for 2023, Trish. This is not really questions, more of a statement. I, okay. I don't expect you to know the answer, so I won't ask. But Trish, uh, and of course, our friends at Paychex are on top of this as well. The minimum wage, Trish, about to rise in 2023. Is it? In 23 separate states okay. and 41 cities in 2023. So minimum wage is going up in lots and lots of places and lots of cities. Most of the cities are actually in California. But uh, 23 states raising the minimum wage for 1-1-2023. You know, part of me loves that because obviously we, we need people to be making more at that level. But the other part of me is like, wow, that basically just gives every other person in your organization a pay cut. Right. So you have to sort of look at. Yeah, I suppose, depending on how much. Right. Just just the visuals and the mechanics of that. Right. Mm -hmm. So you'll have other people who feel, you know, who maybe someone. What what was that number again? Twenty three states and forty one cities. And what's the minimum wage amount? Oh, I don't I don't have it listed for every single different in every place. For example, say you're making twenty dollars an hour and now, you know, minimum wage just goes up and your pay doesn't go up. So it's just, it gives a little bit of a bad taste. So if you're in human resources, if you're in the C-suite, you do need to sort of manage how you have those discussions, right? As this, as the pay rate rises, if you're not also kind of reevaluating and looking for pay inequities, we've talked a lot about that this year on the show, um, and just making sure that there is a quality. Yeah, and, and I probably have not seen this talked about as much perhaps as other things that are a little bit more sexier and more more kind of interesting perhaps on on the surface, but I would say in 2023, 
the entire area of compensation and total rewards is going to is much more important and much more elevated in importance in organizations than it has been in quite some time for reasons that you su- you suggested, Trish, about right. wage compression, uh, also the the effects of inflation, right, oh, on, on people's spending power, and so you may have been giving five percent, six percent, even seven sure. percent raises, which is pretty healthy raises largely haven't kept up with inflation in the last year, year and a half, right, right. here in the United States. So, uh, And that'll still and then, be a problem in 2023. And then it's certainly pay transparency, pay equity, all those issues as well. Big, big issues for compensation and HR folks in 2023. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, back to the parade for a second. We have Trader Joe's here with the Wrigley Legacy Trophy for most outstanding display. Um, it's interesting. I'm not feeling like I love it. It's got pieces for wheels. I guess it's all food. It's a food thing. It's Trader Joe's. Let's talk about then. I don't know. Do you like Trader Joe's itself? Are you I a shopper there? I am a shopper there. Okay. I really enjoy Trader Joe's, but I'm not, I don't know. The float looks a little, I don't know that it's really following the theme of, of turning the corner. I'll be honest with you. I think they could have probably done a better job. It's got like a big green man who looks like maybe a chef of some sort. <laughs> I'm not sure this, do you, I disagree with me. I don't know. It feels like it's not following the theme at all, in fact. Uh, yeah, it's hard to say. There's a lot going on there. But uh, yeah. I like Trader Joe's. It's fun. It's fun. If the, you know, if the theme was food and food you like, then they nailed it. Or, or Absolutely nailed maybe, it. maybe they were still back on the ha- 1998 heaven fun theme. And that's, what, <laughs> they are, that's what they're trying they to do They are there. having fun because, you know, they've got a pelican eating pizza. That's having fun. Hey, Trader Joe's, good job on the 1998 theme. I dig it. You dig it. I do not. But anyway. All right. So what else do we have on the uh, agenda here today? I, I, I think, yeah, I think this is why when I say not everybody likes parades, I think I think this is part of the that parade kind of overload I'm feeling now. Like I feel like like this is a fun parade, but it's a little different, say from the the other one I think which most people would watch, which is the um, Thanksgiving Day parade. Yeah, Macy's, Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. And that one's cool because like they'll trot out like a musical act or a Broadway little a cast of a Broadway show to do a song and kind of a thing, right? We're going to have kind of a little it up bit of a little that bit. today. We're going to have a few, um, you know, we chatted at the beginning there with what's his name in the tantrums. What was his name? I didn't Fitz. remember. Fitz. Yeah. Who's Fitz in the tantrums? We're going to have to look that up. I'm not sure I know. Somebody <laughs> tweet at me. Who, what, do I know their songs? I'm not even sure. But anyway, hey, here's the, um, oh gosh, I don't even want to mess this up. Banda de Musica La Primavera from Santiago Veraguas. Panama. Nice. Bringing the, both the culture of the dancers and the band. See, now this is where we do have it turned down. I wish I could. I might turn it up for just a second so we can kind of hear this one. It's, it looks really beautiful, though. That is pretty oh, cool. Oh, yeah. That's a whole different type of marching band. I wouldn't even have thought of that as a marching band, but I guess it is. It's dancers it, and a marching band. Yeah, I don't really see the band. Where's the They're band? right behind them. Oh, They're okay. Right okay. Them. But yeah, it came all the way from Panama. That's beautiful. Well, Real you know, traditional they, clothing. they built that little canal right through, through there to, to make that trip a little shorter. Is that right? Yeah, you don't have to okay. go all the way around That's now. You just cut right, right, cut right across. You know what? I was thinking this morning, I, I feel like it's, well, it's not freezing cold here in Illinois today, but it's, it's coming, it's cold is coming back to us. I really want to go somewhere warmer. I feel like Panama might be the, you know, it's summer there right now. So entering the summer season. Is it? Yeah. I, yeah, in the Southern this, Hemisphere. Is that the Southern Hemisphere? Yeah. 
Well, it's right at the equator, right? I'm very, very uh, geographically challenged. Oh, yeah, it's I right get, at the equator. I, I don't understand directions. I no, get lost. No, I need to go south. I get clearly. lost all the time. No, but you know where I'm going, Colorado. That doesn't seem like warm and sunny at all. No, it doesn't. At all. But at any rate, that's where I'm going to head. I'm excited, Trish, uh, for after this band goes through. Is this still the Panamanian band? Okay. It is. It is. All right, we're on a break, but there's one thing coming up that I'm really excited about that I do want to talk about for a second. While we're on a break, Trish, um, you've seen the news, of course, uh, over the last, I don't know, week or so here in the U.S., and probably some, yeah, mostly a U.S. story of um, awful flight delays. Right. Right, everywhere, uh, mostly affecting Southwest Airlines and people getting stuck for days and days. Yeah, and I think there are still people in luggage stranded. It took them about a week to unwind all those mm-hmm. problems, and they're kind of getting people back where they're going. I saw an awful story this morning about a, a poor poor bride who uh, oh, missed no. her wedding, missed no. her entire wedding. Although, really, did she miss the wedding, or did the wedding not happen? Because when you say you missed something no the wedding it implies they had it anyway without you which seems weird if it was your own wedding maybe they had the reception without her yeah so she didn't make the wedding and there was a a story about her but trish so if you had to guess in the united states trish what was the united states most on-time airline in 2022 most on-time airline in their flights According I hate to, the to data. say it, it's going to be Delta, your favorite, probably. <laughs> We're on time 84% of the oh, time. Oh, goodness. Is it Delta? You're correct. It Dang was it. Delta. You know, in St. Louis, you can barely take Delta. You, well, you for sure have to fly somewhere else if you're taking Delta. I will say that. There, I don't think there are any direct flights. So Delta was number one. Southwest was a little bit down the list, about 75%. The, uh, uh, the 84% seems pretty good. I feel like Delta has been been pretty solid uh, i have the full list here yeah delta was number one at 84 percent and then uh down the list uh air canada trish was the worst i don't know how many flights air canada actually flies to right. and from the u.s they were the worst though only 55 percent of their flights were on time oh my in 2021 that's awful you know a lot of it has to do though with the labor shortage um and then also a little bit like the southwest thing with systems and trying to get people into positions and things like that right I, I experienced some myself this year. We travel a lot for business and pleasure as well. And, um, you know, there were several flights where you'd have, like, all of the crew except one person who hadn't, you know, they were coming in from some other flight or something that was delayed. So, yeah, uh, there was a little bit of that going on. The one thing I will say, though, is that if you are traveling on any airline, Number one, don't put every single thing in your checked bag, right? Have, <laughs> have a change of clothes, some clean undergarments in a, in a carry-on, have your toothpaste, toothbrush, right, with you. And also, make sure that you can afford to spend at least one or two nights in some hotel somewhere. Because sometimes things happen, right? Sometimes things do happen. They have, right? I think in the last year... And when things you, happen, I want to make sure I have a fully adequate supply of undergarments with me. Right? Don't you? I mean, like, how... So it's, it amazes me when people are like... I've got some extra ones in my pocket right now, oddly you, enough, when I drove over here. <laughs> but you shouldn't have to be stranded in an airport, really. Like that, I'm always amazed at how many people are just like caught off guard, like, oh my gosh, we thought this thing that flies through the air, you know, uh, is, is just <laughs> immediately be 100% of the time on time and get us where we need to go. And that's just not the case. So be realistic. Make sure you've got a little backup plan going in and... Be ready in case your flight cancels and then immediately 
get on your uh, apps and get yourself a hotel room and go relax and enjoy the city you're in. I do think it is somewhat miraculous that any of those flights actually take off and land safely. It it is kind of a testament to uh, engineering and um, quantum mechanics, physics, all the the sciences involved that I don't understand. Are these our, uh, I was going to say, are these our Budweiser Clydesdales or are these kind of other Clydesdales here, Trish, on the well, parade. Well, it says Express Clydesdales. They uh, definitely do I not only, look like... Yeah. I only... These, the, yeah, it's the President's Family of the Tournament of Roses Parade. The president of that is Amy Wainscott. So, no, these are not the world-famous. No, they're the only Clydesdales that matter to me. but, yeah. But these are actually very beautiful animals. Uh, they're a little bit different colors than our Clydesdales here in the St. Louis area. Okay, well... Very good. We now have the Wisconsin Northwoods Marching Band from, how do you say that, Minocqua, Wisconsin? I love that. Was that like an Indian? It's an Indian name, right? I don't want to butcher that, but M-I-N-O. You know, I've, I've only been to Wisconsin once Minocqua? or twice. I'm not familiar with this uh, area. Minocqua. Minocqua. How would you say that? Minocqua. Anyway, they, it, this one is Milwaukee. a huge, this is a huge band, right? Look at how many they have there. This was maybe this is their first appearance. They're like, you know what, guys, we're going. We may never come back. We're gonna take everybody who knows. You're Everyone's in the junior, coming. Hey, you're in the junior high band. Come on, come on. I think Get that in makes here sense. with us, right? Yeah. See, some people have different uniforms. I think they really went to several schools in that area and said, like, you know what, guys, we're just all gonna go. Yeah, they just like allowed. Wow. Yeah. yeah. See, there's everybody. There's in the there. whole thing going on there. Maybe if you're in band in Wisconsin. Come along with us. We're going to the Rose Parade. Maybe, maybe it's like an all-star band kind of situation for multiple uh, locations. Be. But uh, good for them. Yeah. You know what? They've got the flag girls at the back. And I have to tell you, do you know my sister was, was on the flag? It was a drill team? Is that what that's called? Flag? Why would you put them in the back? Put them in the front. At Columbia, Illinois High School, they were in the front. I'll tell you what. I saw many parades with my sister, Karen. Everyone knows Karen. Right? If you listen to the show, she's our producer. Yeah, Karen was in the front. She did a great job. She was probably I would expect no less. the best flag twirler that I've ever seen, personally. I know. That's, in what, my life. that's what people are saying. Everyone's talking. Yes, I've heard well, that. Well, they will be now because now I've like exposed her. That sounds bad. I haven't exposed her, but like. Yeah, I, it's, it's really not a deep, dark secret, <laughs> I don't think. It is. I don't know. Anyway, we, we now have the city of Alhambra. This, uh, okay, Together We Rise. I believe that is supposed to be a hot air balloon. It is a hot air balloon, too. <gasps> City of Alhambra. This in flower form. This does not even look like a hot air balloon. Have you ever traveled uh, in a hot air balloon? No. I, used, I wanted to. When I was younger, I wanted to do it. And now that I am of a, a mature age, there is no way you could pay me enough to get into a little basket. Oh, really? Nope. So I, I have done this. I have. Have I, you? Yes. And uh, I was lovely. I would do it again. Really? For sure. It's very uh, kind of docile experience. Does it feel unstable? I feel like it no, would feel unstable. No, not really. Really? No, because like it, you're just traveling along with the air currents and, and the breeze is taking oh. you. So it doesn't really feel like you're moving all that much because okay. you're moving at that same speed. Oh. It's not like sticking your hand out of a car window right. and you feel like that, the wind yeah, hitting like you or something like that. It's not like that at all. It's just okay. kind of a gentle, very gentle, pleasant experience. Okay. I would say. I don't know. I just I feel like right now I just want to keep my feet kind of on the ground and not in a little basket in the air. But you know what I do? I will say this. If you're anywhere um, near St. Louis area or if you're someone who has always said, I would love to go to St. Louis because we have so much to do. Come in the fall. 
early September, we have the Forest Park Balloon Race, which is one of the coolest things ever. Mm-hmm. And they, the night before, they have the Balloon Glow. Have you ever been to a Balloon Glow? Uh, no, I don't think. So that's where they're inflating the balloons, and they do it at night. Okay. And so you can go for free and walk around. There'll be, like, food trucks and things like that, little games for your kids. But you can walk right up to the balloons. You can speak with the balloon operators. And then what they do is they fire them up and obviously don't take off, but the balloons are all lit up all the way across uh, St. Louis Forest nice. Park, which is actually bigger than Central Park in New York City. So wow. Anyway, if you've ever wanted to come to St. Louis, that's really the reason to come is the St. Louis uh, balloon race. All right. So now, who is this one? We have, uh, I don't know who this is. Who is this? Trish, this is the Claremont McKenna College float launching responsible leaders. Okay. Interesting. 1300 Student Liberal Arts College. Okay, this is supposed to be um, featuring students and architecture of the college against a backdrop that suggests the nearby Mount St. Antonio, better known as Mount Baldy. Ah. Okay, well, very good. I wonder if those students that are riding it, oh, I see the mountain now. I wonder, now see, I do like this, but again, not sure it's following the theme, turning the corner, I guess. Here's what I'm starting to think, too. I haven't, I've watched the parade like over the years. I've probably not watched it as closely as you. Oh, um, there's our queen. I feel like this parade is very wholesome and very, um, uh, it's just, it's very, it's very proper. Uh, right. Earnest is the word I'd probably describe it as. And I wonder if this parade could use a little bit of, uh, I don't know, a little bit of spice. Like okay. maybe there could be like uh, a Hooters float or oh my goodness no or like something from one of the uh, casinos no 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 you know the or spice? or Let the, me tell you. the FanDuel sports book sports gambling app float no but I will tell you what I there are that... spices used on these floats Steve cinnamon for example cumin um rosemary, all of the spices are actually considered edible flowers that you can actually use on the float building and the construction. Hey, speaking of that, we have, um, this is probably my favorite float every single year okay. because it is the float with the queen and her court. Um, this is the 104th court and it is the 2023 Rose Queen and the princesses of the Royal Court. Um, let's see, 5,000 flowers, including white and pink mums, pink roses, white and pink carnations, and raised roses. The other natural materials on their float include white large lima beans, Ugh. red kidney beans, Ugh. black onion seed, red fine cut straw flower, pampas grass, and fine ground rice and purple fine cut status. So see, you can have spices. You wanted, to, look, you asked for spice and boom, they delivered. Yeah, you've got the onion seed right there. It's not, right. It's not exactly what I had in mind, but uh, well, it was fine. You, know, I, I you think, didn't specify. You just said spice. No, but don't you? Am I am I way off base on this? That there could be sort of a maybe I'm just a more modern of, take to oh, just something that's a little bit more I don't know, like would appeal to a, a different kind of audience, perhaps. I, I agree. You could certainly have that, and you know there are some. You know, some of the upcoming floats, we aren't going to be here. We've only got another, I think, 15 minutes or so, 16 minutes maybe. Um, there are definitely some, you know, uh, we, won't, we won't be live when this happens, but we do have like Snapchat has a float. What? This year, they do. 
It's coming later on. You can um, only look at it for like 30 seconds, though. And the Budweiser Clydesdales are, are about halfway what? through. What? The real Budweiser Clydesdales? The real Budweiser Clydesdales oh, will be coming man. up. You also have... Those are my favorite. Um, I know, right? Salvation Army will have something in there. Obviously, they're... Uh, and, and we're going to miss Enjoy Illinois. So I just want to give Enjoy Illinois a shout-out. I can't wait to see is that, your... Is that a band or is that a float? No, it is the state's Office of Tourism. Okay. Right? And oh, there it, it is. Yeah. It's a, like our theme or our little quote or whatever is we're in the middle of everything, right? I we have a float that's going to be featuring the Scripps Tower and the John Hancock Center, which are both in Chicago, um, a bronze lion from the Museum of Natural History, and a Ferris wheel from Navy Pier. So, you know, um, we're in southern Illinois right now, but we'll take that, right? Tur- Enjoy Illinois. Tur- I think tourism marketing of, of different areas, states, or regions is a tough business. I was I was out on the highway not that long ago. I forget where it was, but it was around somewhere. And it said, you know, such and such town. I don't know, you know, St. Paul town or whatever it was. And, right. and, and their slogan was, you know, gateway to the expansive West or something like that. And I was thinking to myself, man, like, if that's your slogan, it might as well say, you know, there's really nothing to see here. But if you pass on by, eventually <laughs> something really exciting is, is down the road. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, it's funny because St. Louis is the gateway to the West. Exactly. So there you go. But I'm exactly. telling you, St. Louis is great. Um, okay, I mentioned Snapchat. Like I said, we won't be live when it happens, but it, it's basically their first appearance. So if you're watching the parade, stick around for Snapchat. Um, it will highlight six of the platform's augmented reality lenses, which along with other useful features encourage self-expression, learning, play, creativity, spontaneity. I so, like that. I don't know. I kind of like, like that. that. Oh, NASCAR has one coming up. So, Steve, I think they're uh, see, that, that's these one companies my speed. are they're getting into it, right? Their their theme is always forward. Um, oh, NASCAR is like the second anniversary. to last float. That's, right. that's the problem here. Right. So, you know. Are I mean, you a NASCAR person, Trish? You know, I was for a long time. I haven't been in recent years, but... Yeah, I mean, who doesn't like a good NASCAR race? Really? So I, I was, I was never really into it all that much. And so I, you lived in Charlotte. And I, yeah, there was two things that happened. I was living in the Charlotte area, and the pandemic happened. Did you hear about this, this pandemic thing that happened? I did not. Yeah. Did you so tell? many sports and many other things in <laughs> life, but certainly many live sports were uh, paused or canceled. Right. In the early phases of the pandemic, we're talking about uh, spring of 2020. And uh, NASCAR, live NASCAR racing, was one of the very first competitive major sporting uh, competitions to resume during oh, the right, pandemic right. era. And so as a sports person, as I am, I was desperate for sporting entertainment, any kind of entertainment, right? In those, those first few months of the pandemic, sure. I just became, boom, I got right back into NASCAR, like full bore. And uh, ever since I've been, I've stuck with it. I'm a big NASCAR guy. Uh, I have a favorite driver. And uh, I support him. And, but I love watching the race. Who's your favorite driver? Uh, my favorite driver is Ryan Blaney, number 12. I've never heard of him. Ryan. So that tells you I've not, not been following him in a while. Drives the Penske so. Ford, number 12. And uh, he's my favorite driver. He's an excellent driver. He's very competitive. He hasn't quite uh, hasn't won the championship or anything, but he's right up there usually. You know, is he eight. a young racer? I would probably say young. Really younger. young? At this point, Trish, they're all young, right, to me. So, yeah. Well, okay. Well, not really. Probably not really. late 20s, if I had to go. You know, is Jimmy Johnson still racing? Jimmy he's Johnson like, is around. Yeah, okay. he retired from NASCAR. Oh, did he? Okay. So but he went retired. to Indy. 
car okay. racing. But I believe he's coming back to do some NASCAR racing. This I was year. always a Tony Stewart fan. Yeah, I loved his bad yeah. boy uh, approach. So to shout out to NASCAR. So. Shout out yep. to. Uh, I, I'll have to stick around, Trish. We're going to be signing off here in a few minutes, but uh, we are. But I'll have to hang good. around and, and, and catch the end of the parade and see the NASCAR play. Yeah. So I mean, I think to your point though, I think they're trying to incorporate some. You know, some companies. Um, we're going to not be live for the grand finale, too. I just want to shout this one out. It's the Mansion Entertainment Group, which I thought, who is that? If, if you ever come to the state of Missouri, I'm, gonna, I'm here for Missouri tourism, actually. Um, have you heard of Branson, Missouri? I have heard of it. Have you been to Branson, I been. Missouri? Okay. I have. If you go to Branson, Missouri, they kind of consider it Fantastic. sort of like a little cross between a miniature Nashville and Vegas. It's kind of somewhere in between. Branson, Missouri, it's about four and a half, five hours south of St. Louis, Missouri. And it's really where all of the old uh, country stars kind of go to retire and have a residency. As well as Yakov Smirnoff. That's right. Yakov Smirnoff is there, right? Like, I've never seen him, but I I should. Um, But anyway, they are going to feature Tanya Tucker. Do you know her? Are you a country music fan of the 70s and 80s? I, I don't, my, my country music fandom and knowledge does not go that deep. I liked so her a lot familiar. in the 70s when I was a little girl. She sang Delta Dawn. Do you remember that song? I do not. Probably not. All right, everyone go look up Delta Dawn before Tanya Tucker uh, comes on. But anyway, uh, 30th anniversary of the Mansion Theater in uh, Branson, Missouri. It's actually a really beautiful theater. It truly does look like a mansion. But anyway, this, this is going to be sort of a replica of that. It's a grand finale today of the parade. So I think that'll be fun. You know. I, I I, I think it will be. And I think also, Trish, uh, I'm looking here at the rundown of what's coming up. Yeah, so obviously another big part of the whole Rose Bowl experience mm-hmm. or the Rose Parade, Rose Bowl slash experience, right, is the actual Rose Bowl uh, football contest. That's right. Right, which has been around for over 100 years would be my guess. Um, and so we'll, there will be some, some nods to what's happening with the football game. Right. The Penn State marching band uh, from – uh, Pennsylvania, who's playing, Penn State's playing in the Rose Bowl game today. Right. right. And we literally, as we were talking, the University of Utah just walked by. So they had their cheerleaders. They had, uh, you know, they're marching, what is it, Utes? The, the, what is a Ute? I believe you know, it's, it's from one of the Native American tribes in I that know, region. I know, but doesn't it remind you of, um, what was the movie with where they talked about the two Utes? Remember? <laughs> you know yes, you're talking about the, the, my cousin Vinny, right? My cousin Vinny, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> the youth, the youth. That's different, right? Those youths are, those two youths are different. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not the same youth. They're not the same youth. No. But anyway, that's what it made me think of. My cousin Vinny, haven't seen that in a long time. Can we do that? Let's do that one one time for a workplace movie hall of fame. Okay. I, I have not seen that movie in quite some time. I haven't seen it in probably 30 plus years whenever that came out. But yeah, that's what, anyway. Who do you want to win the Rose Bowl? You know, I hadn't been monitoring the Rose Bowl actual contest yeah. itself until yeah. in the, the last three minutes, Trish. Uh, <laughs> I probably will pull for Penn State. Uh, we have a friend who we've worked with uh, along with the, uh, with the HR Tech Conference for years and years now. Uh, shout out my man, Fred Kirst, who is a big, big Penn State fan. Is he? Yes, he attends, I think, just about every Penn State game. I have I'm, no idea. I'm not aware if he's actually at the Rose Bowl contest itself this year, but uh, normally he goes to all the Penn State games, home and away. Travels quite a bit uh, to see his Penn State team. And so I'll have to, uh, in, in, in solidarity with Fred, uh, support Penn State today. 
You know, I, I'm going to go for Penn State, too. I want to give a shout-out to one of my daughter's really, really good friends, Mara Johnston. She was one of the valedictorians at Waterloo High School here in Waterloo, Illinois, and she also is in attending Penn State right now. So I'm going to, I'm going to root Penn State as well. Okay. We never agree on anything. Look at us agreeing in 2023. Will you watch the game, though, Trish? Will you, we, will you like, dial oh, yeah, in at, at four, I will. what time? I think four o'clock. Four o'clock. Yeah, absolutely. Time. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know, sure this be right is on one it. of those days you have to watch college football. Yeah. I, I won't mention Traditionally, your, yeah. your – do you want to talk about your game or are we not? Yeah, I did, I did have a less than satisfactory experience watching my South Carolina Gamecocks yeah. play in the Gator Bowl a couple of days ago where they uh, were defeated. Uh, by Notre Dame in, in kind of uh, very, very disappointing fashion. Uh, they tried their, their best. Uh, well, let's just say they tried, and uh, it didn't work out for my team, and oh. sadly they lost. They were ahead for a long time in that game, though. Yeah, they were. So it wasn't like it was a complete blowout, which is always it was good, not, right? Uh, I mean, they made it interesting. It was a good season overall. Yeah. And, and exciting. We had some great wins. We beat Clemson. We beat Tennessee. So we had some good wins. Uh, yeah. Just, oh, there's the Pennsylvania there State University right there. There we, we go. Speak. If you're watching the parade, they are on your screen right Fred now. has told me uh, that it, it is a wonderful place to go visit and see a game. I've never been to Happy Valley, Pennsylvania, home of Penn State. But, yeah, uh, I haven't either. It looks fun. It does look fun. And you know what? I like their float because it's got football field. They've got their mascot there, the big, huge football. I love it. I think it's great. All right, just we're winding down. A couple more minutes here on this special uh, New Year's Day, day after New Year's Day live show. Uh, anything else we want to mention? Just stuff coming up, maybe stuff we did to wrap up the years. Anything we're planning, you know, for the beginning part of, of 2023 that we want to at least give a nod to before we sign off for the day? You know, a lot of things. So, obviously, we've got the Happy Hour Network of Shows. We have our, our new show with Mervyn Denon New in the last couple months. We've got the new one with uh, our Gen Z show, the play-by-play with Jack and Nick. Um, both of the new shows are doing really well, getting lots and lots of new listeners. So, yeah. um, and even if you've been listening for a long time, I mean, you mentioned you've been doing this for 13 years, Steve. Yeah. Something like that. It's been a long time. I've been doing this a uh, 10 Almost years now. 14, yeah. I'm in a decade with you. Wow. Can you believe it? Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day. I mean, whether it's the 13 years for you or the 10 years for me, it's like if someone had told me you're going to be on a podcast for 10 years, that I would have been like, ha- absolutely not. It's like, that's, a, that's a real commitment. That's probably the most committed I've been to anything. In Sounds my whole like a life, bad idea. Other than being a parent, right? Yeah. So anyway, but I'm really glad that you, uh, I'm glad you created the show. I'm glad that we were able to go live today and, and kind of just sit down and have a fun show together. And, and maybe we do go back to having a live show every now and then. That was fun. And you know, yeah. get, get some people to call in for it and, and tell us what they're up to for the new year and, and how things are going. So Good stuff. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting year. I know you mentioned a couple of the new shows we've got. I know George LaRock's Work Tech Show has come back, and we'll have a new one of those soon. And uh, we've got some great shows. I'm looking forward to, Trish, we recorded this a few weeks ago, uh, and it's coming out in a couple of weeks, but we did a really, really fun recording with a New York City tattoo artist and the owner of a New York City tattoo shop. Yeah. Um, Mikhail, I forget his last name. Was it Anderson, maybe? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at... uh, to see if I got that right. Is Mikhail Anderson? Yeah. yeah. Mikhail Anderson from, what's the tattoo shop? First Class Tattoo. First Class Tattoo. First Class Tattoo in New York City, Trish. And over the break, I had some downtime. I think I've discovered at least the inspiration, Trish, 
for the tattoo that I'm going to try really? to have okay. uh, our friend uh, Mikhail do for me when I go visit him. Okay, what is tattoo. the inspiration? Can you share? It's like a, you know, it's a phoenix bird, the phoenix you know, rising from the ashes. Rising, but it's, okay. it's got, it's going to have a couple little features I'm going to build into it or, or hope he'll build into it. Will it have anything to do with the Gamecock? Because, I mean, you are. No, not a Gamecock thing. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. Microphone? No. Really? No, no okay. Doubt. What else do you like other than the Gamecocks and talking? That's it, pretty much. <laughs> barbecue. Oh, barbecue. Is it going to have a little barbecue yeah, grill on it? I have a big spatula. Right? Oh yeah. my God. The phoenix bird will so, be clutching but, like coming a, out of the barbecue a grill. spatula in its I love this. talons or this whatever they have. great. So it's going to be cool, though. So Can I'm I excited. help design it? So that show's coming. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, that show's coming out in a couple of weeks. I'm excited about that. Yeah, and you know what? I hope people listen to that episode. It was really good. Without giving it too much away, but... I've never really thought of, you know, a tattoo shop as a place where you would really find a great leader. It's a workplace. Yeah. Mikhail is a great leader. That is like, a really that was the biggest surprise for yeah, me. Yeah, we show. Should, we talk about tattoos and tattoo trends right. and things like that, but we really talk about work. Work and, and leading and mentoring work. and coaching yeah. and yeah, things like that. So anyway, and you know what? And that's how exciting. you don't necessarily, we've, we've tried to train people for years how to be a better coach, how to be a better yeah. mentor, how to be a better leader. There are some people like Mikhail who just are. Yeah, he absolutely. Just so, really uh, okay, last thing real quick. We've got a couple of minutes left. Trish, what's the one thing in 2023? Maybe it's a trip and it's an event. It's a mm-hmm. thing. What are you looking forward to the most? You know, just more international travel. I won't shout out anything in, in particular because there's a couple trips coming up this year, but definitely just looking forward to getting back, you know, back to Europe. I wish that China were, were an option, but mm. I don't think we're quite there yet. Probably not yet. But, um, yeah, I mean, definitely going going global. How about you? Yeah, I, I guess I'd say similarly. I want to go to at least one or two new places. Mm-hmm. I have this very extensive uh, magnet co- collection oh, that's right. for the refrigerator kind yeah. of thing. And every time I go somewhere new, I always buy one. And but yet, I feel like ninety percent of the places we go, I've been to before. Right, That's it's Vegas again, true, right. it's Orlando again. So you're not getting one every San time Francisco you go. San Francisco again. No, no, no. I'm gonna go somewhere new, somewhere I've never been. That's my. That's Is my there idea. any like, like two or three places that you were kind of like, if I could go here? Yes, both I'll give you, either I'll personally give you or professionally. Where one, would you go? One, Wolfsburg, Germany. Oh, I want to go well, see yeah, my team, see. my German soccer right, team play right. again. That's where okay. I want to go. Wolfsburg. Right. I think you should do it. I think you should just get on a plane and do it. Okay. You know, well, the one thing I will say, I know we're winding up, but um, there, uh, the international travel prices, when we looked that up on USA Today the other day, when we were talking mm-hmm. about kind of the tourism trends for 23, it was international flight prices are going to decrease by quite a bit. So wow. that's sort of the thing, right? Both the U.S to be probably similarly placed to what it is now, but the international travel will go down. So I think she's going to Germany. I dig it. All right. That's yeah. my plan. All right, Trish. I think, I think we've done a really, I think we've done it. Fun. It's been nice hanging out with you, watching some of the parades. Yeah. You having well. a little chat, having a little coffee, et cetera, et cetera. We have the same coffee mug. We do. You believe that? We've got coffee mugs that are the same. It's exciting. We didn't even uh, plan it. Thank you to uh, everybody who hung out with us some, or maybe listen back to this uh, on the replay that's and right. listen to the shows coming up. We've got a great, great year on the network coming up. HRHappyHour.net for all the shows, H3HR.com for everything else that we're, right. that we're up to. And, yeah, just come find us, and uh, we look forward to a great 2023. Thanks to our friends at Paychex, of course. 
Go to paychecks.com slash AWIA for everything you need for year end and year begin. And uh, that's it, Trish. That's it from the Outwork in America show. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We'll see you next time. And bye for now. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.